Okay, we saw last time in the Kazari, the Chacham explained the idea of Ruchnius, which can be, so to speak, perceived in a physical sense. The king asked him back how he explains the concept of Chayfet, of Hashem wanting something, because the king understood, based on the philosophical approach, that if Hashem doesn't change a want, of Hashem doesn't change either. And uh, and rather than arguing the points, because I proves to him that Hashem creates things which do change. The stars change, the position of the planets change, the world changes. Things weren't meant to be at a certain point, a certain static level. And therefore the world's created in a sense where it changes. And therefore, even though he doesn't yet answer the philosophical standpoint, the position that if Hashem wants something, it should be permanent, just like Hashem is permanent. Everything which relates to him should be permanent as well, not changeable. So then, but he just points out, you see, that's not the case, because you see Hashem created a world which is in constant movement, which means is experiencing constant change. What is the essay? What is the, what is the real answer to the question? In other words, there's a certain, even though we can accept the proof that the Chacham brings, but there is a certain logic to what the, what the philosophers are saying. Right? The understanding that Hashem is a constant. Hashem doesn't change. If Hashem wants something, it's because of something which is good, or, or let's say, and if that's the case, that should be permanent. Why should it change? And if that's the case, not only is it a question that it shouldn't change, it should never be in the category of something Hashem wants. Because Hashem isn't restricted. And if that's the case, if Hashem wants something, it should happen. If Hashem wants something, it should happen. And then, if that's the case, there's never something Hashem wants which hasn't already happened. And as soon as Hashem wants it, that, that itself should be the reason for it to come into existence, like we say. As soon as Hashem wants something or says something should be, it will be. So how do you explain altogether, the philosopher's argument is a good question, how do you explain altogether the concept that Hashem wants something, and how can a want change? In other words, if what Hashem wants is reality, then it's always been there, because Hashem always wanted it. How do these things change? So the answer which the Kazari doesn't want to bring, that, like I said, his mahalach is normally not to fight with the philosophers, is to like, just prove that it's not like that and, and leave it at that. But if, you try, if you're going to try and answer the question, the insight is like this. And that is, um, there's two levels of, what, of, of, of to want something. There's two levels to, of how you want something. There's the etzem, a goal you want, but then the steps you need to take to reach that. Right? So for example, let's give a simple marshal, which we can all relate to easily. I want my children one day to grow up to be adults over the ocean. That's a long-term goal, and that hopefully will remain the goal as long as my children are still in the process of growing up, and they should grow up to be over the ocean. But that's a long-term goal. In order for that to happen, there are lots of steps along the way that they need to take to get there. So I want them to be successful this year in school. And I want them to be healthy in the, in the vacation. And I want, and depending on wherever they are, that's what I want for them now. That's a short-term goal. A short-term goal, but it's necessary because that's a step to reach the long-term goal. In other words, of course, if you ask me overall what's the goal, this is the goal. Now, does that mean every day that's all I'm thinking about? No. Every day comes with the, that, that day's challenges, that day's uh, what needs to be done. And therefore, on the short term, what I want is what needs to be done right now. Uh, now, by a human being, we can understand it very simply. The philosopher's argument is by Hashem it doesn't exist. Because by a person, we can't make the future happen now. 
You can't have a child and say, I want to be over the Hashem, and right now, bang, he's not over the Hashem as an adult. It's a process which takes time, which we, we're time-bound as human beings. And for a child to grow up and become an adult, it can take 18, 20, 30, however many years it's going to be, right? And we can't do anything about that. And the same thing, we aren't able to influence exactly what's going to happen along the way. And things will happen which we, which we have to react to. And if that's the case, yes, we have, a, we have a long-term dream, a long-term goal, a long-term rotten to get somewhere, but it's not up to us to make it happen now. And it's going to change along the way because of factors which aren't in our control. But these things both don't apply to Russia. Number one, he can make whatever he wants to happen now. And number two, there are no, no factors out of his control. So the philosophers are going to ask, and if that's the case, this idea of wanting something, or a want which can change, doesn't apply to Russia. And they're right. Except, this is the biggest thought, except what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants for a person is what the person has to do, not what Hashem can do for him. Of course Hashem could create the person as a finished entity. Of course Hashem could create the person as the final perfect product. Hashem doesn't want to do that. Hashem wants the person to perfect himself. And if that's the case, he has to work within the framework of what people can do. right? Because if Hashem wants it to happen, it will happen. It will happen long ago. People have been created perfect. Except that's not what Hashem wants. What Hashem wants is people should perfect themselves. And if that, that's always what Hashem has wanted. But if that's the case, it has to work within the system of what people can do. And therefore, if it's going to take people 120 years of their lifespan to perfect themselves, then that's what Hashem wants. And he's going to have to work on human terms because it's something Hashem wants people to do, not himself. And I want to expand on this for a few minutes because there's a principle here which the Goyim never understood. But there's a famous command of Abbas, we've mentioned it before here in the show, and that is Tanis Rufus, the Roman consul in Shalayim, asked Rabbi Akiva. And he said, whose, whose work, workmanship is more perfect? Hashem's workmanship or people's workmanship? Whose Maishidaim is more complete? What Hashem can produce or a person can produce? So you're all thinking, like, what's the question even? But I'll Rabbi Kiva answered him. Rabbi Kiva answered him, the Maishidaim of a person are more complete. And what is Rabbi Kiva's proof? He brought him wheat kernels and a cake. And he said, which do you prefer to eat? Raw wheat or a baked cake? So he said, Akadosh Baruch created the wheat. People have to convert it into cake. You have to grind it and thresh it and winnow it and, have, and knead it and bake it and spice it or whatever it's going to be. Okay, so whose work's more complete? Rabbi Akiva brought him raw uh, flax, so to speak, stalks and a linen shirt. He said, what's more comfortable? What can you use? The, the natural flax canes or the shirt? Kriyamila, so a, like a, a linen garment. So Hashem creates the, the, the shoots, the plants, the flax. But who's going to have to crush it and take out the, the, the fibers and make them into thread and make it into a, a garment that people do? So you see Hashem's activity is not as complete as a person's activity. And now, what is Rabbi Kiva getting at? Because what the Tuner Sufis really wanted to set him up for was to ask if Hashem creates his creation is perfect and people can't add to it, so why are you giving a child a bris meter? If Hashem creates the perfect body, it's the perfect human being. Why do you have to come and change it? And that's what Bikiva understood what he was getting to. And that's why Bikiva answered him, it's not true. What a person can do, can add and can perfect what Hashem created. And can complete what Hashem created. Now why is it like that? Why? 
the Chara, we would have thought in logic, Hashem's, Hashem's creation should be the most perfect. And the answer is, if Hashem wanted to make something perfect, He could. There's no doubt about it. If Hashem wanted to create perfection, He would create perfection. Except that that's the case. He's not leaving anything for the human being to do. If Hashem creates things to be perfect, so then what are we doing exactly? There's nothing left for us. And therefore, Hashem has a reason not to create things perfect, because that gives us the ability to perfect them. So it's not a chisar in Hashem's ability. It was Bekavana. It was intended to be like that. Hashem doesn't create things perfect because that gives the human being the opportunity to perfect things. And therefore, Bavada, a person could be no that mold, could be born with the breast, which is the way the human being is meant to be, like Moshe Rabbeinu, like Adam Rishon himself, like others. Bavada is possible. But Hashem creates the person not perfect because that gives the person the ability to perfect himself. I want to bring you a beautiful ride to this. From the very Mishalim that Rabbi Kiva brought, the one Marshall he brought was he brought him in the National Gemara. He brought him wheat seeds and he brought him gluskars, which means Danishes, cakes. The other Marshall, he brought him flax fibers and he brought him a shirt, linen clothing, clay milas. The Gemara says in Baba Basra, the Ophid Lavoy, Ilana Shabbat Israel, we might see gluskars or clay milas. Exactly these two things. The trees will produce cakes and linen clothing, which means if Hashem wants nature to produce these things, they will. There's nothing stopping that happening. But Hashem doesn't make it happen now because he has an Indian, he has a reason that he wants a person to perfect the brain, perfect himself, perfect everything else as well. I'll give you one more example of this principle, which is a very interesting example. And that is it's based on a steer. It's based on the contradiction, which I've mentioned a number of times. And that is, who's going to build the third base of Mikdash? There's a Gemara Mephorish, which the Gemara says, that the base of Mikdash will be Yared, Banu, Mushuk, the future Bezimish will descend already built from Shemayim. But there's also a Gemara Iklim Afersh, which says that the Arba Kharashim, the four craftsmen, that their job is to build the Bezimish. So which one is it? We have people who are meant to build the Bezimish, but the Bezimish is going to descend already built. So there are a number of approaches. The Gemara asks the question. The Gemara Sukkar Rashi asks the question there. But there are a number of approaches to answer it. The one I want, I want to share with you is what's actually what the, how the Siddha answered it. In the, the Siddha, in the Nusach of the Twitter, of the Musaf of Yom Tov, we answer the question. We talk about the Beis HaMikdash, we say, B'nei Beis HaMikdash, we also say, you build the Beis HaMikdash, set up the Mikdash on its place, V'hareinu b'vinyanei, show us that you, it's, being, it's built, being built, V'samcheinu b'sikunei, make us happy in, in completing it, v'imitakinu. Which means, the Beis HaMikdash will be built. It will descend ready built. We ask Hashem, you, B'nei Beis HaMikdash, and Maharayin Vinyan, you show us that it's being built. None of us to do. You'll show us that you're building it. It will be built in a miraculous fashion. That what we want is V'samcheinu B'sikunah. M'samech as, glad and as, with the ability to perfect it, to complete it. And you think of this, think of it. If Hashem is already miraculously building the Beis HaMikdash, so why do you people to perfect it? If you're already doing the whole thing up your desk, then do it until, until it's complete. Finish it off. Why does it need people to do the final touches? And the answer is, of course it doesn't. That's exactly the point. If a Kodesh Baruch wants to give people something to do, then he has to leave them something to do. If he would do everything himself, then everything will be done. There will be no reason to make a people. And therefore, Hashem specifically leaves, leaves the final touches undone in order to allow people the opportunity to, be, to do something, to finish it. Just like the, we see in the world, the same thing we see by the human body. And that's the answer to the philosophers. They're looking at it as HaKadosh Baruch Hu has what he wants to do. And if that's the case, if he wanted it, he would do it. 
So why does whatever I want which isn't done? Because if Hashem wants something to be, it will be. And if it's meant to get, I will get there now. You don't have to wait. And the answer is, you're right. If Hashem wanted something done, it would be done. If Hashem wanted it to be, it would already be like that. But what Hashem wants is that people should do something. And if that's the case, the, the Ratzon has to allow people the chance to do something. So there has to be the case where, and this was Hashem's Ratzon. Hashem's Ratzon is that things should not be complete, specifically not. And not the way Hashem wants them to be, specifically not. And not in a perfect, perfect final form, specifically not. Because Hashem's Ratzon is that people should be the ones to complete it. So you can't ask, well, why aren't things where Hashem wants them to be? Uh, well, Hashem can't make them the way He wants. Of course He could. But then that defeats the point of creation. If Hashem would build the world perfect, there wouldn't be a need for us. And therefore, since Hashem's rotten is that people should do something, He definitely creates things not the way He wants. So that people can now do it. And it's going to take time, because people take time. And it's going to be a slow process, because people don't always work the right way. They can go the wrong direction also sometimes. And that's all part of the original rotten. That's all part of the original rotten. In other words, this is not the way, on the one hand, this is not the perfect world Hashem envisioned, but on the other hand, it's exactly where Hashem wants the world to be right now. It's not a steering. Does this have to do with Bechirah? Of course. The, the, the ability of a person to do something is part of Bechirah of Bechirah. But in other words, then that's what you said. Yes, it's not perfect. Yes, it has to reach Hashemus. Yes, it's not on one hand what Hashem wants, but on the other hand, it is what Hashem wants. It's what Hashem wants because Hashem didn't want to create things perfectly. And therefore, things can change. Therefore things can change because Hashem is working now with the person to complete it. The feed the ketzer, the feed the speed, the feed the pace the person can go. And if you what a person needs in order to do the job, Hashem is working with him. And if that's the case, of course, the things are going to change, and things are going to go forward, and things are going to go backwards, depending on what the person's doing. And you're going to ask the question for one second, why can Hashem just do things where he wanted? Well then there will be no point in creation. Then there'll be no point in creation. The point of creation was to make the to make the playing field, so to speak, to make the arena the opportunity for what a person can do and then to work with the person. And we made it, it's going to take time. And we made it, it's not going to be exactly what's meant to be. And we made it, the things which are going to go wrong. Because that's all part and parcel of what happens when you're trying to work with the person to do something because that that the person's going to achieve and not necessarily achieve right away the, the perfection that Hashem expects them to achieve. But it doesn't take away from Hashem's Ratzon. Hashem's Ratzon always was that a person shouldn't be matched of everything and therefore nothing is changing. Hashem's Ratzon is constant. And when the Torah says sometimes that Hashem gets upset at the creator people, Hashem wants to destroy people, whatever it is, that doesn't destroy the Ratzon. The Ratzon was always there, that, that the world will be created in a way where a person has to perfect it, and that remains. And what? These people aren't perfecting it. So we have a problem with the people right now. They aren't the ones who do the job. But the concept that there has to be a world which needs human beings to perfect remains constant. And that's what is going to be there until... As a shame, we get to the stage and we talk to the professional.